Praise God. You got your Bibles tonight? Go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. All right, Luke 5, you there? I know you are. You see the A on my shirt? You know, like, like Alvin and the chipmunks? Doesn't look like an Alvin, Alvin's shirt. He's got the A on his shirt, Alvin. But some people say it's like this, this, some people say it's a scarlet letter. I say it's the letter of adoption, baby. Come on, I used to be an adulterer, but I now am adopted as a son of God. So if you're like, hey, what does that A stand for? It stands for adoption. I was lost. I was hurting. I was an orphan. Jesus said, that one right there, he is mine. So that's what that A stands for. And it's covered by the blood. It's all red and stuff. All right. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Hey, this really happened. This really happened where uh, Jesus goes fishing. Uh, for some fish, obviously. Uh, sometimes you can go fishing for other things, like a girlfriend, uh, a boyfriend. Uh, but not here. You don't go fishing for that kind of thing here. Amen? There ain't one enough amens there, Reed. <laughs> I love this. One of my favorite books is called Kiss, Dating, Goodbye. You know what? You ought to, you ought to just read the cover and you'd be blessed. Just read the cover and you do, you do yourself good. And all those who are dating said, oh, man, I feel bad now. This really happened. Uh, Jesus uh, has this awesome uh, miracle where he, he fills these nets with fish. So let's read it. It says it like this. It says, now, uh, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him, this is Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, or the lake of Galilee, and saw two boats. How many? So there are two boats. Uh, he, two boats standing by the lake. I don't know how boats stand, but bless them. Uh, this is in the Holy Land, so who knows? Boats could be standing, talking, walking, running. But these boats happen to be standing by the lake. Uh, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. They got done. They're like, man, we've been fishing all night. We need to wash our nets, right? Uh, then he got into one of the boats. Who's he? Come on, who's he? So he, Jesus, got into one of the boats. Uh, got into one of the boats, which uh, was Simon. So he got into Peter's boat and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And we had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. That's a lot of fish. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me. You know why I think the reason why he fell down at Jesus' knees? Because usually in those days when he fell at somebody's feet, it was a signal of worship. It was a signal of uh, you're calling somebody their, your Lord and your master. But Peter fell down at Jesus' knees because the boat was so full of fish, that's all he could get to. Them fishes were all the way up to his knees, and that boat was sinking down, and he, all he could get, he couldn't get any lower than the knees, so he fell down at his knees. And he said, Lord, 
depart from me, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And, he said to, he, and Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So the story here is these guys have been fishing all night. Two boats, Peter's crew, fishing all night. They come back, literally caught nothing. It's the morning time. Jesus comes on the scene and he says, hey, cast your nets into the deep side. Let's go out for a little bit. And Peter goes, dude, we've been fishing and toiling and working all night long. But okay, if you say it, then I, I'm, I'm just going to go by your word. So he does. He goes by their word and they catch so many fish. They had to call out to the other boat on the land and say, hey, come. Our boat's sinking. And that boat came and started trying to pull up their net and they got so many fish in both boats that both boats began to sink. And Peter's going, what the heck? I just fished that hole. And he began to realize, Jesus, you're the Lord of the seas. And you're the Lord of everything in the sea. You're a God of all. And I'm just saying, I surrender my heart and my life to you. And Jesus says, hey, don't be afraid. All these fishes... They just represent how many men I'm calling you to catch. Amen. Hey, flip over to Acts chapter 2, and then we'll get started for the night. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 16. Peter, same dude. What a coincidence, huh? Same dude. Same guy. Called him Simon before, but now he was Peter. He stood up and began to preach. He preaches from the prophet Joel in the Old Testament. It says this, And it shall come to pass in the last days. Gabriel, one of the last days. The last days are from Jesus all the way to Jesus. In other words, the last days are from the time that Jesus died and rose again, from that day until Jesus comes back again. So, hey, we are in the last days right now. And so he says, in the last days. That means right now. That means back then. 50 days after Jesus had died and rose again. And right now, to this day, year 2011, January, what's the day, 20th? January 20th. In these last days, this day, what day? This day, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Praise God. That means today God desires to pour out his spirit on all flesh. All the way down in Antarctica, all the way up here in Anchorage, Alaska, in every school, in every business place, come on, in every marketplace, God wants to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. My message title tonight is Have Faith for Friends. Have Faith for Friends. Peter didn't have faith that Jesus was going to fill up his boat, but God reminded him, I'm the Lord of the seas. And I'm the Lord of men. And when I say a thing, that thing's going to be done. And God is desiring that us, as a people, would have faith.
for the people that he has put in your heart. That God, that we would have faith to believe that God really has granted us this city. That we would really have faith to believe not only for a group of people. That we would have faith to believe for individual people coming to know Christ and then becoming our friends. I don't just want a bunch of people worshiping Jesus. I want to worship Jesus with my friends until the day that I die. So we need to stir up our faith as we've been saying the past couple weeks, to have faith for friends, to have faith for human beings that would become our friends. I'm talking about kids in your school that aren't your friends yet. I'm talking about kids at work or people at work that aren't your friends yet, that you need to make friends to embrace them and to include them so that God might pour out his spirit on all flesh. God desires to pour out his spirit in this city, at your school, in your family, where you work from, from downtown all the way down to south town Anchorage, from, from the north side to the south side to the east side to the west side. Our God desires that all men would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He desires that. He desires that Anchorage would encounter and embrace the Spirit of God poured out on all flesh. That's what he wants. That's not just what I want. That's not just what Reed wants or what Cameron wants. That's what he wants. And he wants that so much so that he spoke that word and gave that vision to some of us in here tonight. And I pray that over each one of you, you'd catch the vision and you'd get faith for friends. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, tonight... Help me, God, as I preach and try to declare your word. Thank you for my son. He shot me down. Father, I thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. God, I thank you that you're the Lord of the seas. And God, that you're the God of all creation and everything that indwells it. And Father, even now I pray that your cloud, the spirit and the presence of Almighty God would descend upon us even now. Lord, I know that you're here already, but God, I'm asking for the manifestation of your presence. I'm asking God that Holy Spirit, that you would stir up in our hearts faith, stir up in our hearts vision. God, put a vision on each individual man and woman in this place to have faith for this city, and not only for this city, but each individual that they come in contact with, God. That you'd stir up our hearts, God. And God, for those of us who our hearts and our hope and our faith has been deferred, God, that you would rekindle that faith. God, that you'd rekindle that hope again to believe and expect you to move on our behalf. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you're alive. I thank you that you said that the seed of the woman will crush Satan on the head. And God, I thank you that your word desires to crush Satan and his lies. Where women in here believe they're not good enough. They carry that A on their heart that says, I'm an adulterer and I ain't nothing worthy. God, I pray that you remind them that A just stands for adoption. God, that you've adopted, embraced, and saved, and included them. And they're no more old or, or last, but God, they are now, they are a head they are first they are your chosen daughters for you and God every young man that is afraid to step out and live like the lion that you've established inside of him God that you would just in this moment in this time God destroy and rebuke mediocrity God destroy and rebuke God that lie that says I'm not like that and God that you just stir up in them a passion God for your name and the women on the men 
God, you desire that your spirit would be poured out on all flesh. And Lord, we want to partner with you in that great, great plan. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I have an awesome opportunity. Uh, my parents love uh, fishing, so every summer uh, we would go fishing. And one of the places we'd go fishing was out in Seward. Uh, and Seward isn't the most uh, pretty place. Uh, well, actually, it's actually a very, it's actually a beautiful place, uh, but it smells like fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even have to go fishing to feel like you caught a fish. You just go there and you feel like you became a fish. Because it really smells like, you know, it doesn't smell like fish, bro. It's weird. Every time I go there, I feel out of place. I feel like I should be a fish to ch- show up there or something. Like, I feel like I got to try to, like, go swimming or, I mean, it's that bad. It's, it's ranking, bro. I mean, no offense, bro. That's sick, bro. But we went out fishing. And as we're fishing, uh, we usually go trolling. We probably troll about six hours to go catch uh, fish. But this one time we saw this big group of people uh, stirring out in front of the city. Uh, fish out, out in front of the city. We're uh, out, in, out in the water, obviously, in front of the city. Boats are going back and forth. Probably about 40 boats just going back and forth. And so we thought, hey, we'll just go over there. I think something's stirring over there. And as we got closer, it looked as if uh, the water was boiling. It looked as if the water was boiling. And I thought, okay, either this water's really hot or there's a lot of fish. So we got closer. And it was like a bunch of kids in a candy store. And the, and the, and the clerk said, hey, everything's free. Get whatever you want. It's like Jesus came down and said, hey, any fish you want, just take them. And they're just, just boiling on top of the water. And I'm just like, this is what I'm talking about. And we had six fishing poles, and we dropped them all out, and we were trolling. And every pass, we went through that circle, that little hole, that little pot. Each of us, we caught fish. Sometimes you'd have fish and other fish biting onto the same hook. It's like they were desperate to be caught. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking, no joke, I'm talking so many fish. Fish are jumping, hitting your boat. Fish are jumping over the bow of your boat, the backside, the front side, slapping into your windows. One time, no joke, we're passing through, and some girl's sitting there just laughing, having a good time. She's got this fish on, and a fish jumps up, hits her, lands inside the boat, and she drops her pole Dad picks it up, grabs it, starts reeling, and she's trying to kick this fish in her boat because it jumped inside her boat. No joke, true story. Fish were jumping up in that boat. And that's what I'm talking about. I believe there is an outpouring of God's Spirit, and it's not going to be on fish. It's going to be on men. It's going to be on a young generation. It's going to be on your generation. And you can either sit back and say, well, then Gabriel, if that's true, I'm just going to wait until it comes. Or you can say, no, that's the promises of God. Today is the day of salvation, and I'm going to be in a walk in the promises of God, and I'm going to be in a make friends with people. And as I make friends with people, I'm going to see God's Spirit pour out on them. I didn't grow up in a church. I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up hearing about Jesus all the time. I didn't grow up with anybody speaking life and blessing over me. I grew up knowing there was something else for me. I grew up knowing that there was something that God, because I knew there was a God, I grew up knowing that there was something else God had for me. Lost, broken, insecure, frustrated, lazy, slothful, And one day, God said, him, 
I'll get him later, but him. Because I'm going to use him to get him. And I, I'm going to use him to get this group over here. And I'm going to bring him to Anchorage. I'm going to use him to stir up them. Because I prepared beforehand. Before time began, I prepared him for my purposes. Yeah, I see that one over there, devil. But first I'm getting him. Because I'm going to use him to take the devil off of her. And once the devil's off of her, God's going to use her to come forward and take the devil off of him. And to take the devil off of her. And there's an individual call on each one of your lives. And if you don't get that vision, if you don't catch the individual call of God on your life, you're going to sit in slumber. You're going to sit in slothfulness. you got to realize that God has a calling on your life. And when you get that understanding, there ain't nothing that's going to hold you back. Some people say, Gabriel, you're prideful. No, I'm confident that my God's called me and established me. And he made a firm foundation for me to walk on. And he made my feet broad. And he planned out my steps beforehand. And he showed me the land. He said, hey, son, this is your land. Go and possess it. I said, yes, Lord. I will possess the land that you have already given me. And you can either sit there and look at me and go, well, that's a cute fire burning. Or you can say, God's got a call for me too. And I'm going to catch that call. Peter went fishing, came back, and caught nothing. We had stopped speaking. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. For a catch. For a catch. Do you have faith for a catch? Come on, do you have faith for a catch? I'm not talking about Abbott Loop, and I'm not even talking about GM. I'm talking about you as an individual. Come on, ask yourself right now, do I have, a, do I have faith for a catch? Do I have faith for friends? Do I have faith that God is going to use me to make friends in this city, in this ministry? That God's going to use me to make friends in my family? That God's going to use me to make friends in my school? That God's going to use me to make friends wherever I work, wherever I go. Do you have faith for a catch? Jesus says, hey, we're, we're, we're heading out into, the, out into the water to go catch some fish. Do you have faith for a catch? I'm telling you, God has prepared beforehand a catch for you. I'm not talking about that sweetheart, fella. I'm talking about the people that God desires you to lead to Christ. God's prepared it beforehand. God has prepared it beforehand. He wasn't just saying, oh, oh, I hope that maybe if I take Peter out here, maybe some fish will come. No, he, before time began, he wrote it all out. He wrote it in a book. He said, at this time, I'm going to take Peter out here, and we're going to catch all these fish. And then Peter's going to go, my goodness. Lord, you are Lord, and I am yours. Prepared beforehand. There are things, there are people, there is a land, there is a calling that God has prepared before time began for you to catch. And you need to catch that vision.
But Simon answered and said to him, hold on, let's go back to this. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. You have to understand something. This boat that Jesus got in, it was Peter's boat. Jesus chose to use Peter's boat to catch the fish. Jesus didn't create his own boat. He found a man and said, through this man, through this guy named Peter, I'm going to use his boat, I'm going to use his life to catch these fish. The individual. He said, Peter, you, I want you to go out with me. Like on a date. I want you to go out with me on this adventure to catch these fish. Can I say something? Yes, you can. Thank you. God's going to make a big catch. And God will make a catch. This is why I had to go back to the scripture. God will make a catch in Anchorage, Alaska. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It will happen. I don't know if it's going to be this generation. I want it to be, and I'm going to lay down my life for it, and it's already given to us, but there will be a catch in this generation. There will be a revival in this generation. That's my heart. That's my passion, Lord. Let it come. Let your spirit be poured out on all flesh. God, that's what I want. I want your spirit to be poured out. And he's saying, I'm doing it. I'm planning on doing it. But are you going to get in your boat and launch out into the deep and get ready for a catch? I need you to have faith. And you know what it looks like to get into the boat? Getting into the boat and having that catch looks like you saying, yes, Lord. I know I toiled all night and day last time. But yes, Lord, if you say it, I'll do it. That's what Peter says. He says, Lord, I toiled all night and caught nothing. And there's many of you in here tonight. Maybe some, maybe a few, and i got to take a moment to talk to the few, who their hope has been deferred. Your hope has grown weary. Your hope has got tired. Your hope for God to move in this city has almost given up. Your hope for God to move in your family has almost given up. Your hope for God to move in your school has almost given up. As Peter, his heart gave up. Well, I, I, Lord, I, we, we toiled when we did it. We worked last night. And by the way, at nighttime is when the best time is fishing. So according to man's standards and man's, you know, wisdom, they already done everything right. It doesn't make sense for them to go about fishing in the morning time. That doesn't make any sense. Your hope has been deferred. Or some of your hope has been deferred tonight. Some of you, God's given you a vision of thousands of people worshiping in this auditorium. I've seen it. Anybody else seen it? I've seen it. I've seen the vision of a thousand plus young people in this auditorium worshiping Jesus. I'll stand right there. I haven't seen it yet, but the day it comes, I'm going to grab this mic and say, I told you so. I told you so. I'm telling you what. God's going to make a catch in Anchorage. I want to get in the boat and catch the fish with him. He's saying, hey. Hey, Jana. Hey, Lacey. Hey, Linda. Hey, Dean. 
Hey, Cameron, Ashley, Matt, Daniel, Jody, Anna, you get in the boat with me? John Stenson, you get in the boat with me? Caleb Tanner, catch the individual call of God in your life. Because I'm telling you what, there's going to be a catch in Anchorage. And I don't want to be standing on the, si- on, the sea- on, the, on the side of the bank going, oh, man, Lord, I wish I could be out there. I wish I could be a part of it. Man, if I just would have gotten the boat back then, bummer. I'm not asking you to have your motivation be out of fear, but out of expectation. I want your motivation to be, I want to be part of the big catch. Because there's revival coming. I said it. And you know what? It's starting right now. And it's happened in the hearts of those who are saying, yes, God, I stir up my faith. Don't be slothful. Don't be slothful with your faith. Don't be, don't be lazy with your faith. Stir up your faith for friends. At your word... I will let down the net. It's one thing to evangelize by yourself. It's another thing to evangelize with the presence of Jesus. Don't try going fishing if Jesus ain't in your boat. You ain't going to catch nothing. I'm talking about living a life in such a way where the presence of Jesus is so heavy on you that when people get around you, they go, hey, what is up with you? And you just say one thing, Jesus. Have a good day. No, no, I want more. Come this Saturday. We're having a worship, a worship service. You want more? Yeah. As you walk away, say, no, I want more now. Let's do this thing. I'm talking about a life like that. Why not? You know how many men of God there have been in the past and women of God who, I, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but one dude, he'd walk into train stations. He'd walk into stores. Uh, he would walk, in, he'd walk into into. Uh, uh, businesses, wherever it was, and he just walked in and people began to fall on their faces and worship God. He didn't even say nothing. He just showed up. It's one thing to evangelize and make a friend with somebody. It's a whole other thing to be full of Jesus and the presence of Jesus and walk up in a school and change in a thing. I told all night and day, yes, you did, but I wasn't there. Watch this. Get in the boat with me and you'll see a catch. So yes, I'm talking about having faith for friends, but make sure that you don't just go out there trying to do things out of your own willpower. Make sure that you got your Jesus FaceTime every morning. Say, Jesus, I need your presence. Yes, I need your presence, but Lord, I want you to infuse me, to fill me up. That when I go minister, what do you mean, Gary, I'm not a minister? Yes, you are. Your school is your ministry. Your family is your ministry. What does that look like? Do I got to get and preach? Not necessarily. Serve somebody. Love somebody. Listen to somebody. And be bold to call people out of the life they're living. Hey, what the heck are you? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about this. It's almost as if when they're fishing, Jesus brought them out to this place and said, keep going. Peter's like, now? No, no, keep going. Peter's like, Lord, now, no, no, keep going. Now, drop the nets. Boom, fish, caught, bam. 
What I'm talking about is as you're walking through your school and in your, you're in your family or you're at your workplace, wherever you happen to be, wherever your ministry is, and you see that something, God is moving on somebody, you got to have the passion and the ability and the tenacity and the courage to say, hey, what's happening in your heart right now? I can see something's happening. Hey, friend, I've been with you so long. I know you're a Christian. What the heck are you doing? Get back in this boat. To be understanding, to know when God is moving and where God is moving and how God is moving. Don't just try to just be an idiot and just be like, hey, you believe in Jesus? Just walk away. That's your own toil and labor. I'm talking about you coming to a place where you're so full of Jesus that when you walk up in a place that your eyes are open and you're looking for opportunities to say, hey, what's going on in your heart today? And sometimes you might be let down, but don't let your faith be dismayed. Don't let your faith be deferred. I don't know how long it took for them to catch fish. Who knows, they might have been there an hour. The Bible doesn't say immediately. All we know is the nets were dropped and they got fish. Just be faithful. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. I need, I need, bro, I need people to shout me down here. This is my friend Craig from Texas. Craig, you see, you see the call of God in Alaska, don't you? It's coming. It's already here. Amen. Come on. It's up to y'all. Amen. It's up to us. Come on, keep going, baby. Verse 6, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Their nets were breaking. These nets were not made to break. These nets were made to hold it in. So they signaled to their partners, hey, ACC, hey, Changepoint, hey, Muldoon, hey, every little church, every big church, every Filipino church, come on, every native church, we need help because the Spirit of God is pouring on this city and we can't contain the outflow. See, God is going to use the revival that is coming to bring the churches of God together. He's going to use the outpour of the Spirit to bring churches together. We have seen too much division. But you know what God's going to do? He's going to say, look, I've tried telling people, but I'm about to do a thing. I'm about to pour out my Spirit on all flesh. And people are going to come to a place where they go, man, we need each other. And every church is going to say, gosh, hey, hey, uh, our, we're, we can't pull these people in. We can't care for them. We can't do they're, they're flopping out of the place. We need help. We need help. And then they came. And then they came, and it says that they began to sink. Man, I bet if there were more boats there, they just would have kept coming. And then fishes would have kept just jumping in the boat. Hey, hey. Hey, is this Jerry? Yeah, hey. Yeah, this is Jerry. Hey, bro, this is... This is Gabriel. I'm a pastor up here in Alaska. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're down there in Washington. I don't know what's happening down there. Uh, but right now, there's a huge revival breaking out. People are getting saved left and right. And our churches are trying to take it. But we need help from y'all. Hey, will y'all be willing to come up and send some people up? Yeah, for real. All right, sweet. Sweet, because we need, that's the phone calls I'm trying to make. That's the phone calls that I look forward to make. 
fishes is jumping all up in the boat. Fishes. I love that word. Fishes. Hey, fishes is a word. It's my word. Don't disagree with me. This is not an argument. Hey, Drew, Drew, is this an argument? Heck no. Fishes. Come on, say it. Fishes. Hey, no, there, hey no, no divisions here. No divisions here. So they signal to their partners and the other boat to come and help them. I mean, I could just imagine, what the heck's happening over there? Are they, they're getting filled up with fish. Yeah, we're coming. Get the paddles. Get an extra net. Peter's going crazy. Get some more clothes. They're all slimy and stuff. We got to go help them out. Stir up your faith for a big catch. When Jesus, or sorry, when I just like saying that name, Jesus. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. When he saw it. When he saw it. When he saw it. When he caught it. When he realized, Jesus used my boat. Jesus used my net. Jesus chose me. I mean, yeah, the, the miracle was amazing, but he chose me. I mean, yeah, all those fish, that's crazy, but he chose me. I mean, that's a lot of fish, but he chose me. I'm just some fisherman. I'm just some dude. I didn't make the test. I didn't pass the test. I couldn't be no rabbi. I couldn't be a thing. And this rabbi dude calling himself the Messiah, he chose me. He falls down. I couldn't imagine how many fish. He's probably slimy fish slapping him in the face. He falls at his knees. I don't even know what it is. Maybe he tried finding his feet. I don't know, but he falls down and begins to say, Lord, why are you choosing me? Why me? And what about the other guys? They're more skilled than me. You could have chose them to catch the fish. Why are you choosing me? I'm not worthy, Lord. And that's where most of us get caught. Right there. Well, maybe he'll use Gabriel. I mean, because, you know, he was, and some of you think that I was raised in a Christian family or something, or some of you think that I was raised in a family where we just worship God all the time, and that ain't true. I just know that he called me. And you can think that's prideful if you want, but you'll just be stuck in your slothfulness until you say, he's confident. Man, Reed gets out there and he preaches. He's confident. You should saw Reed a few years ago, about six, seven years ago. He wasn't confident. You shouldn't have seen him back then. No, it would have been a sight to see. Just like me, bro. I'm with you, man. Me and Rhea are two dorks. What's the stop there? Dorks. And God said, hey, I choose Reed. I choose Reed. He's mine. You know, you know what? 
I believe that there's a, there's a, a word on Reed that Jonathan Brady shared a few months ago. That Reed has the keys to this city. And I don't go, man, I wish I had a key to this city. I go, no, this is my brother. He's got the keys. I got the keys. And he is, a, he, is a, he is called to evangelize and minister to this city. And we need more people that have a burden for this city, which should be all of us. Strapping up our horses, straddling up and saying, hey, Reed, I got everything with me. What do you got? Nothing. I left it all back there. Wherever you're going, bro, we're going to this city. That's if you got a burden for that outreach ministry, which really it should be all of us. But then there's some of us who just, I live and breathe and I can't stand but to be around people that are dying and going to hell. Because I have a gospel and I have a message and I have a word and I've been I've been I've received a deposit and an impartation and I can't hold this fire in. So when Rodney to talk to Reed, I'm gonna stand outside of Reed and go, watching him get inside every school. Come on. Come on. And all those that go with him, every school, junior high, high school, we get a phone call. Hey, is your name Reed Anderson? Yeah. I heard you're one of those pastors over there at Loop. Yeah, for real. Hey, uh, I'm an elementary teacher here over down at Loop. Yeah. Hey, do you mind sending some leaders down here? I heard that you're doing a good thing. I'd be privileged to send some leaders down there. Okay, well, what do you need me to do? No, 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 no. What do you need us to do? I'll see you Monday morning, 7 a.m. Keys of the city have been given to us. Reed, don't go nowhere, man. Just stay. Stay here. Don't leave Alaska, bro. Yeah. Reed and Mariah have the keys of this city. Amen. And God has given them to us. We have been granted this city. Hey, you know what? You can stand here again and just go, Gabriel, man, that's just too big. But just could you imagine, Peter, before any fish were filling the boat? Make a catch, Lord. Make a catch. I just went fishing all night. Don't wait for the catch to believe in the catch. Believe in the catch before the catch. You need to get a vision for your individual calling. You need to get a... Wake-up call that God didn't just call Reed. God didn't just call Mariah. God didn't just call me or Seth. God didn't just call us. He called you because he desires that all men would come to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus. He desires that. He desires to pour out his flesh or his spirit on all flesh. And not only does he desire that, but he made a promise that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. But you're still stuck in shame and guilt. And you're wearing an A on your chest that stands for adultery and adulteress because you don't have faith that God has saved you and redeemed you. And you need to get this picture. I didn't wear this shirt on purpose, but man, somebody said, hey, does that stand for adultery? I said, no, it stands for adoption. And that's the word for you tonight. You're never going to forget this A on my chest. 
Because there's too many of you in here who do not understand that you have been adopted by Almighty God. And it's at that most uh, simple and basic revelation that you will find motivation, you will find inspiration, you will find ability and energy and strength to do what God has called you to do. And until you do what Peter did, and he had a realization, oh my gosh, he's called me too. God's called me too. Lord, are you sure? I love it. Jesus just says, hey, don't be afraid. Hey, 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 don't be afraid, Peter. Don't be afraid. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants, on my main servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. He's not departing from you. Peter says, hey, Lord, depart from me. I'm, an, I'm a sinful man. And I'm coming here tonight to say, he ain't departing from you. He's going to whisper it in your ear till the day you die. Hey, I got a call for you. And you can ignore it, or you can say, all right, Lord, show me more. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Can you get a picture of what happened here? Just catch this real quick. Peter caught all these fish. The fish paralleled to human beings. Jesus wasn't about the fish. He didn't care how much fish there were in the boat. He just wanted Peter to get a vision for his life. This whole story is not about fish. It's not even really about Jesus being Lord over everything. It's all about Peter getting a vision for friends. It's all about Peter getting a vision for his city. It's all about Peter getting a vision for his family. It's all about Peter getting a vision for his region. It's all about Peter getting a vision for his life and his calling. It's all about Peter realizing that God has called him into ministry. Peter stands up 50 days after Jesus died and rose again. Day of Pentecost. And he stands up. He says, hey, one time I seen fishes come in the boat. But this was prophesied beforehand that my God said that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. If you read the story in context, people are like, are these guys drunk? No, it's actually 9 a.m. Nobody was drunk. And during the feast, people fasted. So nobody was eating or drinking or anything. Peter goes, this is the spirit of the living God poured out on all flesh. And a few verses later, it says 3,000 people were added to their church that day. Why? Why? Because of this little picture right here. Peter got a vision. God's using me to catch men? Yep. And one day, 3,000 people came to him when he stood up and preached the gospel. You got to catch a vision. Read. They got to get a vision, bro. Andrew, they, they got to get a vision, man. I don't look down on you like you're idiots and you ain't got nothing. I just beg you. 
to catch a vision. The worship team, come up here. Would you stand with me? No, no, stay seated. Stay seated. No, would you? St- no, stay seated. Just kidding. Stay seated. Worship team, can you come? I love this story, man. You know what I want? I, I thought more about, hey, you guys remember that? A couple weeks ago I talked about how God asked me what I want. You guys remember that? Remember that? No, it's two, well, it was two weeks ago and it was last week. Yeah, both weeks. God asked me what I want. You know, I thought about it more. You know what I want? I mean, yeah, I want our city more than anything. But there's like a precursor to our city coming to know Christ. And you know what that is? It's you would get a burden, would get a vision for your life, for the calling that God has for you, that you would wake up from sleeping and slothfulness, that you'd wake up and realize there's more to life. And Jesus is calling me to partner with him. That's what I want. Read, that's what I really want. You going to catch a vision? Catch a vision to catch men. Catch a vision to catch men. Catch a vision to catch men. Would you stand with me?